Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast, and today is the topic of worry. I'm Lynn Pryor, and my co-host is Chris Johnson. And Chris, tell everyone hello. Hi, everyone. And I tell you, I am not worried about this podcast at all. No, there you go. Because that's what we're going to talk about today is overcoming worry. And so joining us to talk about worry uh, is Darren Clark. And uh, Darren, thanks for taking the time to meet with us. Man, I am worry-free and ready, just like Chris. All right. Darren <laughs> serves our team, Bible Studies for Life. He is the graphic design specialist, and he doesn't just work on Bible Studies for Life. He has his hands in uh, a little bit with Explore the Bible and Gospel Project, but he loves Bible Studies for Life. So, Darren, thanks. Loves. Loves. <laughs> Darren, you really are the one behind the design and the look of this. And we do want to talk at the end of this podcast a little bit about the value of what you bring to the table. And, you know, we, we who are teachers, we think words. But people, I don't think a lot of people realize just how important the visuals that you place in these resources are. So we'll hold that thought. This is a great uh, study for us to talk about the visuals, and uh, so we'll do that in just a moment. This is the first Sunday um, of a new year. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Five, Happy new is year. behind us. Thank God. Woohoo! 2021 <laughs> has to be better, right? Amen, so, brother. Uh, we are uh, <laughs> we're looking together at the, the topic is worry, and uh, one of the images that we have in, uh, in this study is the, the lead uh, image tied to our icebreaker um, in the, the adult uh, uh, personal study guide. Uh, the question is, how would you describe a worry-free life? Darren, tell them what's on, the, on that, uh, that first picture. Man, it is my happy place. It is. It's a picture of, a, it's a, picture of a, a couple hammocks on a beach. And man, I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's not one that I actually chose because I have another designer that works on this, but, you know, we work together choosing. We always go back and forth to try to figure out, like, oh, what are the what are some compelling images that are um, simple that help you to kind of just, you know, get into the, the group discussion and everything. But, man, it's like when I look at this picture, it's like, especially in January, you know, I just look at this, it's like this is the, this nice beach and, you know, these hammocks in this, you know, kind of little hut shaded area. Oh my gosh, it's, that's where I, I want to be. And the wind's blowing. They're, they're kind of you're just like this blowing. The hammocks, they're empty. So like, I want to get in them. And there's, and there's, there's, there's reggae rain. music playing in the background. <laughs> yes, I'm there, man. I am there. And here it is the very first of January and we're freezing looking at these pictures going, yeah, that does feel pretty nice. So now let me just offer this too. Uh, this is, I guess, mainly for our teachers. But let me encourage you, don't go past this picture in this icebreaker. Don't just, well, we need to jump into the Bible study. What Darren has set up here is, is important. Uh, it's an icebreaker to kind of get us into the topic of conversation. Uh, and really is a good way to get everybody talking. Because a question like that, how would you describe a worry-free life? Everybody has an answer to that. And it's not a, there's one right answer, there's wrong answers, but it just gets us in a conversation, but it gets us thinking about worry and just, if I can say it this way, just sort of in a fun way. And then we're going to turn the page and we're going to jump into the passage. So take advantage of that icebreaker is a good way to start your studies. Lynn, you wrote these, art, these uh, sessions and did a great job on them. And uh, in this particular one, in the, in the uh, Bible Meets Life segment, the introduction, you talk about chronic stress, high blood pressure, ulcers, 
those people who would call themselves natural born warriors. And it's almost as though most of us know people who own that, uh, that title. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I'm just a warrior. And um, this passage and others in the Bible uh, reminds us that, that that's not acceptable. That, that would be like me saying, oh, you know, I can't, I can't help, but I can't help lusting. I just, you know, I just, I'm just natural born. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, it's like, I can't help it. So I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Right. You're exactly right. People just think it's, there, there's no cure for it. Well, there obviously is, is one of the key passages uh, where, where Paul in Philippians four says, you know, do not, don't worry about anything. So right there, there's a command. Uh, so what we're looking at here is uh, a passage that doesn't, at first glance, it's not about worry. But it's a passage that I would dare say most of you who are are listening are familiar with, Psalm 23. But this is a great picture of showing a person who is so content and satisfied in the Lord, his shepherd. Here, there's no room for worry in his life. So we're going to kind of jump into this uh, psalm. Of course, it's a short psalm, but let's just look at it in some pieces here. Uh, The idea, the the first section, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Darren, Chris, what jumps out at you when we think from this passage as we think about don't worry? Well, it's beautiful imagery uh, for, for any of us, whether we know sheep and shepherds and all of that. But the idea of uh, that God is the one who, and I, I think, again, you're, you're uh content, Lynn, uh, you, you had some specific bulleted points. He guides us. He provides for us. He renews us. This is who God is, and this is what he does for us. And that's really, really strong content. And I think most of us can identify with those those images and those ideas, uh, whether we've ever uh, seen a sheep live or not. Yeah, when I, when I was, um, this is, I love these things, and, and I, I love how God works, because just this morning when I was doing my Bible reading plan, um, which is just, I'm just going through the New Testament, I'm kind of starting over and going through it again, but I was reading in um, Mark chapter 6, and I just it just leaped off the page, and then it's like, when I read this this morning, but then I went and looked at the notes of like what we're going to be talking about today, Psalm 23, I was like, oh my word, this is so cool. Um, it's the part where... Um, Jesus um, feeds the 5,000, and this in, in um, verse 39 says this, and this is Jesus talking. He said, then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. Ah. And I'm like, that is so, I mean, think about that. I mean, think how cool that is. Like, because here's the Psalm of David, and he's talking about how the Lord just, you know, leads us by the still waters and lays, makes us, you know, lie down in the green pastures. And it's like, but here's Jesus when there's all these people and he's, he was, you know, seeing how they had nothing to eat and the disciples, they're worried. And you know, we know the, the miracle there, but it's like, there's got to be a connection. I get goosebumps thinking about it. There's got to be some kind of a connection there because, again, it's, it's God, right? But just the fact that he, he said, he instructed them to have them sit down in groups on the green grass. There's got to be some kind of a connection there. I just love that. But then, again, that holistic nature of God's word is like, oh, it's just so cool and, to see those and there, connections. And there you have John who, uh, in, in the Gospel of John where Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. That, that, mm. That's a good connection there. And I just like this picture of rest, and he's looking at God. Uh, for his guide, he, he, 
God's going to guide him. He can lie down on a pasture. Why? Because he can rest. The provision, there's the water, there's the grass, everything they need. So one of the uh, tools that we provide is uh, discussion questions that we hope will create a conversation. And one of the questions that's asked is, what areas of life do people tend to worry about? Uh, I think that uh, a lot of the times it's around these topics of, will God provide for me? Will he guide me? Will he renew us? Uh, do you think of concrete specific things that are pretty universal that people tend to worry about? Finances? Yeah, I, I think health is a bit is okay. a good one for a lot of folks. Either worrying about themselves or they will worry about somebody else. Okay. Uh, I think uh, adults, or sometimes parents uh, and grandparents worry about their kids and their grandkids. You know, the, there's that sense of we want them to do things the way we think they ought to do them. And so we worry, we tend to worry about them. That's what jumps out at me, Chris. Yeah, I think that um, this is, again, one of those great passages that uh, really lends itself to asking questions and getting people to talk about these kind of things in their own lives and what they observe in others. All right, so what we're seeing then uh, as we look at these first three verses, that worry is really unnecessary when we trust God for his guidance and his provision. So let's kind of, let's look at the next section because see, as we, as we trust God's, as he provides, we also, we need to just trust God's presence. Let me pick up in verse four. Even though I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Christian Standard Version says um, dark valleys. The, a, a more traditional reading is uh, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So he's very, very specific about the, the difficulties, the heartaches, the struggles. Uh, valley of the shadow of death or dark valleys was something that um, people of that time dealt with on a as a regular part of their lives. This was a place of, of fear, of anxiety, of high stress because of the unknown. Sure. And, and we have people in our, in our groups that are dealing with those kind of things. It might be job related. It might be um, a medical diagnosis. Uh, it could be the fact that they've just walked through a season of grief and they've never done that before. So uh, we need to be, uh, aware that there are going to be people in our group who are going to have firsthand knowledge of those dark places in their lives and, and look for opportunities to minister as a result of this lesson. The psalmist is very clear that even in those times, he talks, he speaks directly to God. You are with me. You protect me. You keep me in your care. And uh, that's a good reminder for us as we talk about these kind of things in our in our groups this week. Sure. Yeah, and one of the things I really loved about this um, passage, specifically uh, verse 5, is like whenever I <clears throat> when I became a believer and I read this, I mean, it's such, obviously it's such a beautiful psalm, and it's just the, the, the pictures and the feelings that come over you like when you read it. But then I always would get to this, to verse five and be like, what does this mean? It's just like, it just, it never really clicked. And where it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. 
these. It seems like just so out of the ordinary. It just comes comes out of nowhere. And um, and I took a class um, about a year ago, on, and it was about the Sabbath. And the instructor was talking about um, what that meant, and because the, the class was talking about scripture from a, a Jewish perspective or through a Jewish lens and the culture there, and and the, what this means is that when you when you sit down and have a meal, the, like having a meal with somebody is, is a big thing in the Jewish culture. And so to sit down and have a meal with your enemy, it's all about reconciliation. And like, when I learned that, I was like, wow, that's powerful. And it's like, and so not only just from a very practical thing, like they literally did this, they would, you know, and they still do. I mean, to, to sit and to have a meal with somebody, there's something about it that's disarming that can help restore what's broken. And that's the purpose of this behind that passage. And it just, it's like, the, you know, like, ah, now it makes sense. And so, but when I think about that from a real practical standpoint, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, there's, I mean, to use that and is, is a practical thing, but also just to think like, yeah, I mean, I'm really supposed to work at um, having, um, you know, whole relationships with people. And regardless, because if you talk about worry, it's like a lot of times worry can come from like just, relationships and family with your spouse, your kids. I mean, there's so many things relationally that can cause so much worry that, you know, this is a big part of it. It's like, you know, <laughs> you have a meal together and it's like, then go into it with the hope and that God is going to be that mediator to help bring reconciliation in that. I just, I just love that. When I heard that, I was like, man, that is so cool. And it makes so much sense now. That's strong. That's Lynn, really strong. Lynn, one of the things that you did was to um, in the in the content was to say that there are just times in our lives where there are things that are out of our control, when we feel like we we just can't do anything about this, and you make this thought comment over and over again. But you know, there's a circumstance in my life I can't do anything about it, but we can pray, but we can pray. And so you give some literal examples of understanding that there are some things out of our control. But when things are out of control, that's what we do. That's our default: is we call out to God, we pray to Him just like David did in this passage. You're right. Well, let's wrap this up. The last verse, verse 6, where he says, Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. So we've looked at this idea of God's his guidance, his provision. We've looked at the idea that God's presence, and now we see this idea that we, we, worry is not necessary because we can trust God's goodness. His goodness and faithful love pursue us. So we can trust his goodness for all of our lives. Some translations would lead us to think, understand that we can trust our lives and our eternity to him. So uh, I think there's, con there's opportunity for conversation either way sure. on that. But it's all about God's goodness and his loving kindness, his hesed, his uh, doing the things for us that only he can do even though we don't deserve it he he loves us and cares for us and his goodness and his his mercy his faithful love will always be there for us all of our lives forever into eternity and, and that's good news that's a good reminder for us sure uh, yeah and then even the point you know for the lesson is god's presence provides a way out of worry i mean just the that, that last line where <laughs> like I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. I mean, that's that presence. And then the thought of being in the house of the Lord. I mean, just that intimate relationship that in the game, we know, you know, through Christ, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's beautiful when you think about it. And it's like, and that, that to me is like, again, what the beauty of this whole Psalm is, is how that just, it almost like it just, that peace just 
washes over you when you read this and that thought of just being so close in the father's house and that that loving relationship i mean it's just oh my gosh it's so good it is so good so as we um close this this portion of of our podcast again we want to thank you who are listening and we hope that you've had a great holiday and as you jump back into um, the study of god's word meeting with your group uh, that this is a great way to start your year you're going to have a lot of people in your group who've made a commitment that they're going to start fresh and anew and they're going to be at their groups uh, meeting whether it's sunday morning or another time because they're making it a priority they've made a uh, a new year's resolution i'm going to be faithful faithful to this and this is a great passage to lead that it's a great reminder of our need to trust in the lord and and his faithfulness to provide for our needs. So thank you for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of this. I, I, we talked earlier that we want to talk about uh, the graphic elements. We've talked a little bit as we've gone along, but I want Darren to speak directly to that. And I think, Lynn, you're going to talk about the, the leader pack as well. Yes, we do have a supplemental uh, feature for the leaders. Uh, Called the uh, it's called Bible Studies for Life Adult Leader Pack, and what you're going to find in that pack is some some large visuals uh, posters that you can uh, display in the room, uh, put on the coffee table, wherever you might be reading, and it's another way to approach teaching and learning because of the visual element. Some of them are write-on posters as well. You'll also find some handouts in there. Uh, a lot of this is really good content. We couldn't squeeze in the book, so we so, put it there to distribute. Yes, and please. we have examples of each of those in, in this particular lesson. Is that correct? A poster and yes, uh, yes, a handout. We do. Yes, a write-on poster and, yes, and a handout. That's right. So, uh, and But then one of the things that's really nice about this, now I like this as a teacher. Uh, I'm not one to take my book into my room. I just don't, the leader guide, I don't take that with me. But what I like to do is sort of take the plan and fit it for my group. Uh, I'll add a question. I may rephrase something. I just print out what I, I just want what I need, and I print it out, put it in my Bible, uh, half sheet size, goes in my Bible. So now I have my Bible and my notes with my personal study guide. Well, gee, Lynn, how do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. One thing we provide in the leader pack, you're going to see a little a code to get a digital version of this pack, which the same posters, if you use PowerPoint, you can display them on PowerPoint. But we include with that uh, a, a doc, a Word document version of the, of the teaching plans. Uh, every session, the teaching plan is there. And so what you do is you can pull that into your word process or whatever app uh, you use. You can customize it, change it, uh, rearrange some things, do whatever you want, print out just what you need. I love the I love having that ability to customize. But Darren, do you want to talk to us about any of the visuals in the pack? Uh, yeah, a picture is worth a thousand words, Lynn. <laughs> well, well that is that is that is profound coming from the guy with the big box of crayons. Wow, thank you, My, Darren. Yeah, I got a lot of crayons to play with. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we love you know whenever we get a opportunity to like concept visuals for um, teaching aids. I mean, they obviously can be very powerful, and so we put a lot of thought into um, what they are, whether it's some kind of a a graph like there's a there's a few uh, pack items uh, in this quarter's work that is that has a, has a cool display of like like John the Baptist and Jesus when they're born and this you know the 
the birth process or whatever. <laughs> it's it's, I don't know, it's just kind of cool. It's like the challenge that you, a lot of times you guys sit around and concept these ideas and then, you know, the challenges come up with visuals that kind of convey it. And that, but ultimately it can be some kind of transfer, transformational kind of a tool to help unlock the understanding of, you know, the point and the, the passages that we're studying each week. And so they can be just, they can be great. But the, again, we try to use the pictures to really, you know, tell a story that sometimes it's harder to articulate, you know, maybe just in a written form in a picture and it can just be like, oh yeah, you know. And, and that is critically important. And I think there's so many of us who are, we are visual learners, but for us older adults, remember, especially the younger generations, uh, we are, we live in a very much a visual culture. Uh, you just look at how they use social media, how big Instagram is. There's something about having visuals that we can teach and communicate with. So if visuals isn't your thing, don't underestimate its value and power in the life of those in your group. Listen, it is always fun, Darren, to have you on the <laughs> podcast with us. So thank you for, for joining us and reminding us that a picture is worth a thousand words. That was just priceless. We're glad that we appreciate your involvement in uh, Bible Studies for Life, and uh, thanks for being a part of this podcast today. Uh, Lynn, thank you again for hosting, but also for writing these particular lessons. And again, I've, um, I just have thought, um, I've just been amazed at, at how these biblical passages come to life, and uh, your, your handling of the Psalms has just been marvelous throughout, so we appreciate, appreciate what you do. And uh, most of all, today, we want to thank uh, God for you who are our, le- our listeners who are a part of this podcast. We do this for you and we hope it's beneficial to you. Hope that this will help you as you launch Bible studies for life uh, for, for groups and for yourself as you go into 2021. Look forward to having you back with us next week.